0: The message, again, Seven Keys to Answered Prayer. And we're going to start with Romans 12, verse 2. Does everybody have a list of the scriptures? Okay, so if you want to turn to it, even before I get there, that'll be fine. Seven Keys to Answered Prayer, Romans 12, verse 2. And it says, and do not be conformed to this world, (coughs) excuse me, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And this is the one thing, one of the main things as far as answered prayer. Are we thinking the way God thinks? Okay. Um, One one of the things we talked about in in class this, this morning is that, you know, we need to make sure that we're on the right foundation. Okay. Because if we start on the wrong foundation, we're asking for the wrong things. Okay. This leads to answer. This leads, okay. Seek God's will, not your own. <clears throat> okay, <clears throat> excuse me. Again, we need to make sure we're seeking God's will. And, and this is one of the places God has us because we have to remember we're in a place of transition. Okay, every day He wakes us up. We need to focus our mind on living more for Him and less to ourselves. What scripture says, dying to the flesh. Okay? And that's the thing. Too, too many now are looking for what I can get from God. Okay? Not what I can give. And we're here to be of service to God any way He sees fit. Um, let's turn to, uh, again, this, this does lead to answered prayer if our foundation is right, because our prayers will be right. Let's look at 1 John 5. 1 John 5 and verses 14 and 15, where it says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And that's what I think what a lot of Christians don't do. They ask according to my will. And God, this is my will, so you need to fix it. You need to come in line with my will. No, <laughs> we need to come in line with God's will. Okay? And it's not a struggle if we acknowledge that we have the problem. I'm no different than anybody else. Yes, I have to acknowledge to God, okay, I have that problem. Uh, Last week in class we talked about um, somebody's driving, okay. I came today, I can tell you, I came today with the speed, actually on the speed limit. (sighs) It's going to be a rough (laughs) challenge. (laughs) But again, you know, I look at how God has slowed me down over the years and what I used to do and how so I am now, but that's still no excuse to not want to get better, okay? Because I, but I, I, I thought about it all, all the week as I thought about, well, that was sure arrogant of you, prideful of you, you know, letting you know, oh, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do what I want. And so God said, okay, we're going to keep trying you, buddy, because you're going to get this down. <laughs> and it was supposed to be limit that's what it actually means even though everybody's trying to run over you right <laughs> and again it's, we have to if i had to acknowledge it to ask god to help me to, to help me fix do my part and get the problem fixed okay cuz i know he can get it done the thing is do i want it easy or do i want it hard okay if we do it god's way it's always easier if i do it my way guess what still problems This is James 4, verse 3. James 4, verse 3. It says, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss, that you may spend it on your pleasures. The example I just gave, okay? Yeah, my pleasure is going as fast as possible whenever I can. But it's not God's will that I do that, right? Okay, I need to fix that. I need to ask God to help me to fix that and get over that ego and prideful and it's just I mean, you know, it's just absolute sin. Because I know what to do and now I don't do it. That's one of the questions David came up with last week. Okay. Why do we do these things we know we're not supposed to do? And we think it's okay. Okay. We justify it. Because that's what we're doing, but we're still going against God's will. So how can we have our prayers answered? Because we're putting stumbling blocks in the way of God answering our prayers, because we're not living according to His will. Matthew 26, 39. Matthew 26, verse 39. He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh my father, if it is possible. Let this cup pass from me, nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will, which we just covered, okay? But we see these things in Scripture, so we can't act like it doesn't apply to us if we say we're following Christ, okay? The second um, key is believe God's promises, have faith that he can accomplish them. Uh, A lot of us, I mean, all of us in here have been through trials and tribulations. I don't care how old or how young you are, okay? But God has answered our prayers. A lot of times we think of, well, you know, what, is, what has He done for me today? I don't see anybody here on a ventilator. So we can still all breathe, okay? It may be with effort sometimes, but we can all breathe. And I mean, you know, there's so many things we don't think about, you know, that I have somebody to talk to, I have somebody I can call, you know, I can have somebody I can visit, I can have somebody to, to hold on to, okay? And we all have different issues in in life. But the thing is, we need to focus on what we do have, not what we don't have. Because let's face it, before we got here this morning, we were dependent on God to get us here safely. He's already done that. Because guess what? We don't know what another driver's going to do. Okay? But are we thankful for all these little things that God does? These are actually answered prayers because we ask God to protect us. Okay, we need to learn how to thank him as he blesses us. Romans 4:20 20 to 21. Where it says, therefore by the deeds of the law no flesh will be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin, okay? Verse 21, but now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. So if he's given us his responses in the Old Testament and the New Testament, okay, then why don't we trust him now? Because we see the examples of those who disobeyed him. Okay. So if we disobey him, why do we expect to have our prayers answered? We can't. Okay. But yet, what do we do? We blame God. Uh, because we don't have enough patience, <laughs> um, long-suffering, to wait on his answer. So we go ahead and do it ourselves and screw everything up. Then who do we want to blame? God. Well, if you had done this, I wouldn't have done that. And that's, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what we do. We, we're human. Um, like Roseanne said, we try to protect ourselves. You know, what's in it for me? <laughs> okay. Um, and that's the thing is we need to make sure we're looking at it from what's in it for God. Okay, then we know we're on the right foundation to having our answers. uh, Our prayers answered. If you permit yourself to have prolonged feelings of worry, anxiety or doubt, you are practicing the exact opposite of faith. Okay, and we're supposed to have faith. I mean, this is what this is what the um, law and the prophets were all about. If we if we did, if they did everything that God said to do, everything was fine. Think about it, they had all they the Old Testament, all they had was what the leader said. Okay? Then the New Testament they had what happened in the Old Testament. Now we have the Old and New Testament with the true Savior, and we're getting pure information. We're giving examples of how we should live. So we need to make sure we're coming in line with that so our prayers can be answered again, right? So that's one a, a second key. The third key is be fervent. Let's look at James 5.16. James 5.16. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Okay? Even when we pray for somebody else. Okay? If we are not following God's rules and regulations, he won't hear. That's not his fault. That's our fault. Because if I have known sin in my life, uh, again, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to announce it. I'm supposed to share it with the responsible people, okay? Not somebody that, you know, you know I'm pretty sure everybody can think about that one person. You can tell something, and you can guarantee it's going to get to everybody else. <laughs> yeah. You know? So we have to be careful who we trust with different information, okay? Everything requires responsibility. And again, it says, be fervent. In Greek, the words for fervent mean without ceasing or without intensity or emotion. And that's one of the things we need to remember. It's like, you know, God is not, he is emotional, but as far as decision making, it's already set. Okay, he knows what the answer is. You know, why do we fret and worry about so many things that we can do nothing about? Okay, if God says this is the way it's going to happen, if our mindset is right and we're on the right foundation with him, guess what? We'll get in line with it. No matter what the pain, no matter what the suffering, because we know he has a purpose for it. Okay. And he will answer our prayer because let's face it, whatever sickness, illness we have, it will be fixed one day. (laughs) Whether it's now or whether it's in the hereafter. Okay. But we know God is, is faithful to do that for his people. Make sure fervency is from the heart. You know, a lot of people pray, but they're not praying from the heart. And again, that would be the heart of God, not the heart of me justifying myself. What's in it for me? How am I being treated? Okay. Let's look at Hosea 7, verse 14. Hosea 7, verse 14. And it says, they did not cry out to me with their heart when they wailed upon their beds. And again, God wants us to approach him with a true heart, a pure heart, a sincere heart. You know, and the pro- I, I found this, and I'm sure probably all you have too. When we get on, our, well, I won't say on our knees, but whatever position we take to pray. When we pray, in the process of praying earnestly to God, it seems like he smooths everything out, you know, no matter how anxious we were about the situation. When we're talking to God sincerely, it's like, yes, the problem may not be gone, but at least we know God is there with us in our presence, controlling every, every issue that's going on, and that he'll give us an answer, you know. Uh, in our human world, we look at time, and we have to remember God doesn't have any time, okay. We look at the, what do you call it, the 12th hour, It's the 11th hour. We have all kinds of phrases we use uh, to say, okay, I've got to make a decision now. We forgot, okay? All we have to do is make sure we take the next step. Um, One of the things that um, God's shown me is that meeting our needs, too often we think our needs are our desires, okay? God says, don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, or what you're going to wear. Guess what? You can't say anything about a house, a job, <laughs> you know, any of that. But what do we fret, fret over? Because in our society, these things are looked at as normal. You know, these are needs. But we don't need a phone. We don't need a microwave. Okay. But we all enjoy it, right? And when it goes away, like the electricity did this week, okay, <laughs> for like 14 hours. okay. <laughs> and I mean, it's like, but for me, it's like, I quickly, God gets me quickly over it. Okay, because I said, well, what can I do? Well, it was an hour and a half before sunset. Well, I'll go study now versus your regular time. Then when the time came, it's like, well, you can't do anything. Go to bed, <laughs> you know. And, 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 I mean, some of the best sleep I got, <laughs> okay, because God gives you rest if we really have patience and wait on him, okay. Um, our fourth um, point is humble yourself before God. Dwell on his greatness. Recognize your insignificance in comparison to him. Don't be proud and puffed up. See your faults and shortcomings. And this is one of the biggest problems we have in America. We don't want to acknowledge our faults. We don't want to acknowledge we did something wrong. Okay? It goes back to that um, situation where if you and three of your buddies are in a car and y'all just, you know, riding around, okay, then all of a sudden once one of you decides, oh, can you pull over to the store? And, yeah, sure. You know, he robs the store. He or she, okay, robs the store. He gets back in the car and goes on down the road. All of a sudden, the police pull you over, and like everybody has to answer for what happened because they were there. Okay? And this is the thing answered prayer is based on our foundation. What kind of company are we keeping? You know, who are we hanging out with? Do we ask questions or do we just join the crowd with that herd mentality? Okay? Because when we do that, we're, we're supposed to be coming out of the world and being a light to the world. Whereas, let's say, the other three in there were Christians, why didn't they ask questions before the, the guy went in? I mean, it's like, think about it. When you're riding in a car, it's like, well, um, somebody says, well, we're going off course for a minute. You ask questions. So why are we doing this? How long is that going to take? Okay. And there's nothing wrong with answering. answer. answer Asking questions. My tongue will get right after a while, um, but asking questions about our situations. Because remember, we God's given us a lot of character traits to follow. It's up to us to follow them. Okay, especially when it comes to answered prayer. Let's look at Luke eighteen verses nine to fourteen. Luke eighteen. I'm going to read from verses, verse 9 to 14. It says, also he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves, that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector, standing far off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man, speaking about the tax collector, went down to his house justified rather than the other one who exalted himself, who will be abased. And I'm sorry. Those who exalt themselves will be abased and he who humbles himself will be exalted. So. What boat do we want to be in? Okay, what foundation do we want to be standing in? Okay, we want to be on God's side so when we ask something of him, he can bless it. Okay, but again, it depends on how we carry ourselves, what we think of ourselves. Okay, if we start out thinking that we're good, okay, and somebody else is bad, we're on the wrong foundation. Because God said what? All have fallen short. It didn't say all has fallen short except Brother Terry. OK, and that's what we need to think of, because our focus on ourselves is really, especially in this country, when we see the things that are going on. OK, they're not only going on with the things we can see out of outside of us, but the things that are going on inside of us, because everything we experience has an effect on our Christian faith. OK, on our Christian decisions. OK. And so we need to make sure that we're asking God to, to help us to acknowledge our sin or show us our sin and give us whatever is needed in character building to acknowledge, yes, it's either sin or it's God's way, okay? Because if we acknowledge it, we let God know that, okay, yes, I'm aware of where I need to be going following you, but I need your help to do it, to get it done. We need to realize that God resists the proud but helps the humble. Let's look at uh, 1 Peter 5, verse 5 and 6. 1 Peter 5, verses 5 and 6, where it says, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud but gives place to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. And again, we'll be talking about patience, long-suffering, okay? But that's a choice, and we have to ask God to help us to make right choices, okay? Okay. Let's look at uh, key number five to answer prayer is be persistent. Now, I have a problem with this myself because um, I hate nagging, okay? So, for me, it's like I have to really be diligent in asking God over and over again, okay? Um, because I'm like, this, I'm just saying me, okay? <laughs> it's like, if I'm given a chore, okay, I want to do that chore, but don't nag me until the time we agreed upon. you know, If I say I'm going to do something by tomorrow evening, well, Monday morning you have the right to, to ask me about it, okay? But that's not God's way, okay? So I have to, that's another issue I have to learn to back up off of, okay? To die to this flesh, okay? So I need to keep pursuing God in this situation. And I'm sure all of us have been somewhere where we just like we prayed harder than we could ever think we could ever pray because of situations that are happening in our lives and to our family and friends, at work, whatever it is, at school, you know. Um, everybody has, has the problems, so we need to make sure we're asking God to help us to pray, just like we do when we do the Lord's Prayer. We want, we want him to help us to pray earnestly, okay, to let, us know, let him know that we really, truly love him and want to love him more but we need his help to get it done. Okay. Uh, let's look at um, Matthew fifteen, verse twenty one. Matthew fifteen, verse twenty one to twenty eight, says, "Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre, and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan, of Canaan came from the region." And cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Verse 25. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered her and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she said, True, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O oh woman, Great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Again, she was persistent. Okay. And a lot of times we don't want to humble ourselves enough. You know, I, we let our pride and egos get in the way of praying earnestly. We, we, we're taught to what... Uh, pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, you know, stop whining, complaining, okay? Um, But that's not what God's saying. God says, you can't fix it. You cannot fix it. But I can. But I need you to depend on me to see it through, okay? And, again, that's, again, based on our foundational understanding of who God is and who we are in Christ, okay? And we, we need to practice these things. Um, let me see where I am here. Realize that God may be building your patience by delaying his intervention. Also realize that you may not be receiving answers simply because you aren't asking for them. Okay? Look at James 4, 2. James 4, verse 2. And it says, You lust and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. How many times we don't ask or we don't ask persistently? We ask lightly. You know, sometimes I'm sure everybody here does it from time to time. You might be just driving in your car and all of a sudden just like you want to turn the radio off. I just want to talk to God. I want God to say something to me, you know, as you cruise along. And I mean, you know, and that's the thing. We're not being a Christian. We are not limited to a certain place or time interact with God in fact he loves it I mean think about it all of us have had children or grandchildren or nieces and nephews something where we were so glad when they came and talked to us about their problems because most of us had already been through the problems okay so we can help them with it and for them to come to us means that they have to have enough trust and faith in us to be able to help them through the problem But then we turn around and don't have the same trust and faith with God. And God has more uh, tools at his disposal than we could ever have. So, again, we need to make sure we're following God. Um, Our sixth key is obey God. This is an absolute requirement for receiving answers to prayer. Uh, Let's look at 1 John 3, verse 22. 1 John 3, verse 22, where it says, and whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. So that means if somebody needs to follow the speed limit, <laughs> the post the speed limit. It seems simple, but guess what? what? What happens once I realize or I start doing this post speed limit? And I found out that it's not as hard as, <laughs> as I thought it was or wanted it to be, okay? Because you're more relaxed when you get to your destination. OK, you have time to, for God to talk to you because you're not when you the faster you drive, the more you have to be focused and, con, and controlling your vehicle. OK. And so the speed limit is there for a reason. And what do you hear me say? We're supposed to obey the government that God placed over us. Right. So I'm actually saying I'm not going to do that. Okay. After God's show me, I'm supposed to do that. So who's blocking my answer prayer? <laughs> me. And that's how we have to look at every decision we make. Are we in line with God's will and, you know, not be afraid to ask God, show me where I'm coming up short. Show me my secret sins. okay, so I can come in line with his foundation to pray the way I ought to pray from my heart. I really do want to please you, God, regardless of how much I have to die to this flesh. Every sin is the same. Same same consequences. You know, we we reap what we sow. If I sow sin, I've got to reap from the sin. If I follow God and obey him, guess what? I get answered prayer. Easy as that. Our seventh key is pray to God the Father, but ask in Christ's authority. And we're looking at, uh, let's look at John 14, verses 13 to 14. John 14, verses 13 and 14 where it says, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. This is Jesus speaking, of course. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And again, because we're asking from God's perspective. Okay? And he can do these things if we only come in line with his will. And the basic thing is getting rid of our own mindset, our selfishness. What's in it for me, right? <laughs> Again, it says this means to ask on authority of Christ because he died for us, okay, and serves as our high priest. So he lived as a human in the flesh and knows exactly what it's like to be tempted like we are. Because of this, Christ is willing to intervene on our behalf, okay? Because we gotta remember. He was here on earth. He went through everything. People say, "Well, he wasn't tempted um, with a spouse, okay?" (laughs) But we have to remember, every every relationship is based on two things: the commitment you make out of your own mouth, okay. Just like when we got baptized with God, what commitment we made wherever we got married at, okay, was the church or the the judge's uh, chambers or whatever, okay. We made a commitment. The thing is, is I need to make sure I'm keeping my side of the bargain, of the vow, because regardless of human relationships, God is always the same. Right. Never changes. He made a vow. He would take care of those who claim and and act on his commandments. Okay, that's our choice. If we want to answer prayer, we have to go through those these seven things. And again, just for review, before we close Our first one is seek God's will, not our own. Believe God's promises. Have faith that he can accomplish them. Be fervent. Humble yourself before God. Be persistent. Obey God. Pray to God the Father, but ask in Christ's authority. As we continue to pray, let's remember whose we are and who we are as ambassadors for God so that his will can be done. Going back to what was the question, Um, do we want to answer prayer? Of course we do. So hopefully this gives us some more insight in what we need to do, our part of God's bargain to answer our prayers. Amen.